The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now, Waddle and Sylvie. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Uh oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Guess what today is? It's Wilbon Day! Woo-woo! Chicago native Michael Wilbon, host of Pardon the Interruption with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. It's been a bit since we've talked to our friend Michael Wilbon. He's brought to you by Waddle's guys over at Hawk. That is correct. HawkAuto.com, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, VW, all in one place. HawkAuto.com with Chicago Land Saves Michael, how you feeling? I'm good, trying to just enjoy a little uh, little summer break. No PTI for another couple of weeks in addition to this one. And um, spending time watching the Cubbies who, let's see, Mark Silverman said, oh, <laughs> you know, you know, we should be sellers, not buyers. You want to you run that past me again? Oh, well, I never said that. I said they should be all in on buying. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I gotta wear that, Michael, and I'm I'm happy to say I was wrong. I mean, I know I didn't, you are. I know you. I know you're rooting for him. You just yeah. didn't, look. I I look. I could have been wrong. I just I thought I saw a glimpse of that 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 thing that Waddle knows more about than we do, having played in a professional circumstance. The togetherness and connectedness, and you know, some real genuine organic passion for playing against people and playing for each other. I just thought I saw glimpses of that and enough talent to justify it. Now, it could have gone like the Angels. It could have gone south, but it hasn't so far. It, like it, it, uh, I was saying to Waddle earlier in the show, Michael, about this, that uh, it, like to run off 13 of 17 in, in this span, it's been joyful. And like I, I yeah. get it. Every day I get tweets from other Cubs fans who are saying, remember when you were the one saying they should be sellers? Yeah, guilty. Uh, but again, I am always happy to be wrong about yep. a, a, a team that overachieves rather than the other way around. And yep. to, on, to sit here on August 9th, you know, just two years after they sold, I mean, people forget yeah. it was July 31st, whatever it was, of 2021 when the sale actually happened. And that yeah. now they're actually in it to win a division. The Brewers did win today. The Reds lost yeah. today. Um, okay. but, but they're still in it for a wild card. They're still in it for the division. They're very in it for both. To, to, to go home and to be excited to turn on a Cubs game because they're playing great baseball and they're in a division race, it's, it's so much fun on a rise up for a team um, that it, it, it's great again to be, to be rooting for a team like this. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's great to follow. 
uh, the, the the sort of what I see. I don't know if there's enough talent and physical toughness, all those kind of things, but there seems to be a mental toughness, and I I I really like that about them. There seems to be, you know, some of those qualities that people ascribe, which teams really don't have. The Cubs do have, at least at that amount that allows them to challenge. We'll see if there's an amount that allows them to seriously contend. There's a difference. And so I'm, I'm excited just like you are. It's like, it, it, you know what it is? It's, it's the essence of sports, isn't it? I don't know if this team is going to win. And I was with Sylvie thinking that, and anyone that, that thought that this team was going to go on the run they've gone on, then I want you to predict the numbers to the, the next large lottery you know, jackpot. Um, I didn't see them doing this, but when you look, when you kind of step back, Mike, and you look at this team, and you see a team that actually they like each other, they play the game fundamentally sound, yep. and you've got a different, you know, set of guys that are contributing in different nights, whether it's Talkman or John Gomes or it's somebody else. This is to me like it's kind of a throwback to to what we all appreciated and enjoyed about sports growing up. Absolutely, I mean the qualities that. You know, I don't know if they're if it's always going to be appreciated. Maybe we're at the end of a cycle. I don't know that uh, two younger generations coming into their own who will be playing, managing, coaching, running, owning. I don't know that those qualities are still um, as appreciated, but they are by me, which is all I give a damn about right now. <laughs> so, no, I, I thought, listen, here's part of why I thought they could be now, I, I wouldn't have given you the numbers, but I, would, I told you guys this so we can check the tape, as they say. I don't trust Milwaukee. I don't trust Cincinnati, and I don't trust uh, who else is there. Um, Pittsburgh and the Cardinals are not really in it. So, hell, I thought, you know, you can, you can go for this. You can be in the, midst of, in the mix for this. And teams have, I think, the same thing about the Bears and their upcoming season. I don't trust the Vikings and the just deliver me from the Lions, please. You can put them on hard knocks and all this junk all you want. Hmm. You can overstate what they've got and tell me about Dan Campbell and I don't care about that. They're the Lions. So so part of anything is your opponents. Part of anything is who you're competing against. And they're not competing against the nineteen twenty seven Yankees. And in a certain mix right now, I believe in something that I, you know, John Thompson believed in this and used to say it and I was a young reporter and I just adopted it and it was first you win then you get good Hmm. and that's you know win just try to win first try to win maybe you win and then you get good and I believe the Cubs I have my fingers crossed that that's what's happening to them so did you just make a call on the Bears following the Cubs lead I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a more specific thing than just the Bears I think that Justin Fields could be on it, and I want this to turn out better than what I'm about to say on the long term. But in the short term, in the burst, at the initial outset, I think that Justin Fields could be on a Derrick Rose-like ascension. Mm, sing it. Okay? That's just that's belief. I don't care about the analytics. I heard Booger McFarlane make a completely credible case saying, hey, I saw these run highlights all last year. I didn't see enough of what I needed to see throwing the ball from in the park. I get all that. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about a feel for a guy 
and a, a young person who has it all and can not just blossom but explode. Sounds and like so you, I, may be, I, you, may be, you may be one of the people that bet a significant amount of money on Justin to win the MVP prior to kickoff of the season, huh? Did you do that? No, 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 I don't because I don't want my opinion colored by that. Okay. You know, my opinion is just colored by my own my own personal bias and whatever insight I might have for doing this for forty three years. I don't I don't bet on anything except with my son so I can try to humiliate him. It's the last <laughs> piece of pride I may have. And he got me on the draft in Justin Fields on on game on draft day when he was eleven. So I don't even know how much I have left to beat him with, but or twelve. But I don't bet. Um, except friendly wagers, no. So I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm sure they're all kind of prop bets that he's a part of. I just think that I look at Justin Fields and I think about what I felt about Derrick Rose in his second year. The Yeah, the athleticism for sure. And yeah. like, we've talked about that, Michael. So this is – and I like that you said his second year. Like Fields' rookie year was two years ago, but it almost yeah. feels like it was last yeah. year. And so, yes. so like this would be – Derek was rookie of the year, then he was an all-star, then he was MVP. So then he was MVP. This, yeah, I'm not counting this as the MVP year. This I'm is the this, all-star I'm year. I'm comparing this to the all-star year, yeah. I like that. I, I, I like that. Yeah, so and that takes, was the year that I remember being around Derek Moore and him just feeling like, oh, yeah, I got this. I got this. I, I know there's a big transition, but I can handle it. And I think that Justin Fields is in a similar place. I hope you're right. I'm... I am like even I'm in the walk before you run mode with the entire team. Right. Like I think totally what you said, like listen, if it comes sooner rather than later, yeah. I'm all in. But I got to tell you, Mike, from being around this team and getting to know Ryan Poles a little bit and watching some of the things that they have done as an organization and how they're going about mm-hmm. their business, I think the slow and steady pace that they're on right now is very, very promising. And I hope like sure. that your premonition is is one that comes true. But I think that they're really they're really on the right path to building something that's sustainable. Good. I really well, do. I'm telling you, it's great to hear you say that, um, having seen this kind of stuff from the inside. And but I will say this: that that's all, like I'm not. I'm not thinking these are going to be the 85 Bears or even the 84 Bears. Right. I'm thinking that, again, Vikings, Lions, Packers after uh, Roger. I, like, sorry. Um, I'm not seeing anybody there that the Bears should be cowering in a corner from. And so even as you walk, sometimes you can walk and beat those opponents. Yeah. Um, maybe it's like the month of September. I have to look it up. I don't know what the what the Cubs did in the in September of 2014, but isn't that when we started to get a glimpse? That yes, was their walk they, before they run period. They were pretty good, and it was like yeah, yeah, September to April, and so you know, football seasons are longer not not in terms of number of days, but just in terms of the amount of time between games, and there can be some development there, you know, from now to camp up to end of uh, to end of preseason from end of preseason to the end of September. And I know Steve Young always tells me that one of the things that you have to understand about today's pro football is that week three in September is like week three of the preseason used to be. And so you've got, you, you've got some time there 
where teams come along and evolve a little bit differently than they did 10 and 15 and 25 years ago. So, Tommy, I hear you. I'm not overshooting this. I'm not thinking they're going to be great by any standard. I'm talking about grading on the curve a little bit for both the Cubs for the rest of the season and the Bears for the first at least six to eight weeks of the upcoming season. While we're talking some baseball, and I know moved into uh, the Bears, what, what, what was your immediate reaction? I don't know if you saw it live or someone sent you the video of the Tim Anderson fight in Cleveland on Saturday. Uh, you know, look, I, I don't cover baseball anymore. So what I hear about baseball comes from limited number of people. Uh, yeah, I run into some active players in Arizona, but more coaches and old school guys that I may have friendships with, relationships with. And I, you know, I don't hear. I, I've never heard good things about Tim Anderson. You haven't. Just, no. <laughs> to be honest with you, no. And again, I'm getting these things from people who may have been rivals, okay, or on rival teams. But you know, what I hear has been. I'm talking about yeah, like a couple of years ago. Just you know, not good stuff. I'm talking about. I don't mean fundamentally like a bad person. I just mean. You know, a guy that people don't like. He, he likes to cultivate that personality that, you know, being a jerk to other people, at least that's what they feel. I don't have any personal history with Tim Anderson. So, again, let me say that. But, you know, it's like hanging out on the driving range at golf courses with professional golfers. You, you, you hear stuff and you know how their peers feel in, in some instances. And so what I hear is, complimentary to this degree, hard-nosed, tough guy, talented guy, wants to win, and then you hear other stuff. So, I, you know, it's just like, who was, who was it on Cleveland that said about Anderson? He's been a, you know, what, for years. And I, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard, and I, it sounds like there's no shortage of that opinion. I don't know if the White Sox condone it, believe it, care about it. I don't know. But that seems to be what's been out there for a while. Was the video shocking to you? Like, the first time you no. saw like, to me, the first time I clicked on the link, I was out to dinner. Right. It, was, it was shocking to me when I saw what happened. Did he just got popped in the chin a little bit? Or yeah. just that, that, like, you don't see, Michael, two guys square up square like up. that. Like, just at the start mm-hmm. of everything. It was just... The Maybe not shocking. as much any well, but yeah, but Rugnet Odor, what is that? He did that with um sure. That was shocking too. You know, well, but I mean if it happens enough, I'm not shocked. That was I mean, a, I, that know, was I'm, a ten I'm, out of ten too, knockout. That right. And that was us. what, seven years ago now? Yeah. How many years ago? Was that was. But he but he didn't go down, which sort of right. raised him in my eyes. Um and you know, I'm old enough to remember Maurice Lucas and Daryl Dawkins was it? I mean, yeah, squaring off to the in an NBA right? playoff game. I mean, guys used to square off in playoff <laughs> games, and there were no suspensions, so no, no fouls. I'm sorry, I I can't, you know, I can't get too worked up. I I thought it was okay. It was a nice little play. It caught him by surprise. It didn't hurt him, but it was. I, I just sort of chuckled at it as I watched it. I watched it minutes after it happened. Like I had the game on in my uh, man cave. No, I didn't. I was in Martha's Vineyard. I had the game on in the house, but wasn't paying attention. And then I started looking at my phone, and then I was like, damn it, I got to rewind this. I guess I was on maybe a MLB network, and they had gone live or something. 
And I was like, whoa, let me check this out. So do I think that the incident itself was a big deal? No. Um, do I think Anderson got what he got and probably deserved what he got? Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the White Sox, once again, yeah, you know, fire. it's a, it's, it's, you know, it's a far cry from 2005. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, staying on the baseball topic for one, one more second, Michael, I don't know if you followed, have you followed what, what went on with the Orioles and broadcaster Kevin Brown? Yes. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Is no. there a more petty professional sports franchise out there than the Baltimore Orioles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, of them, one, of them, one of them's about halfway between my house and the Baltimore Orioles. The Washington Commanders have yeah. been that for 20 years. That's why they were sold to such fanfare here locally last week. Um, but they, they, you know. Um, there's all kinds of stuff with announcers, local announcers, and people getting rid of folks and people being upset. And, no, I mean, there's very few. You know what you can find in every league? You can find your petty teams, your petty franchises. It's a shame, too, because the Orioles are playing such good baseball right now. They're playing so well. They're playing so well. And, you know, I covered the Orioles when they were great. I covered them at the end of great. So the summers that I was covering a ton of Orioles, uh, we're 82, 3, 4. I covered the end of Jim Palmer and Earl Weaver. And then I got the beginning of Eddie Murray and Cal Ripken. And so that's a whole bunch of Hall of Famers I just named. Not to mention the great Steve Stone was there. Right. Um, so I got to see all that. I got to see the Orioles when they, they, they were so great and so proud and so not petty that they, it was nicknamed the Oriole Way. You know, like, that's something you say about the Dodgers now or, you know, maybe the Yankees. But the Oriole way, and everybody knew what it was. And then they hit the skids after all those guys retired, and they've been on the skids for a while, and they had, you know, subterranean awful seasons. And now they've bounced back, and it's been a good story, but yet they don't, I don't know. They don't seem to be able to to stay out of their own way sometimes. Can't stay out of their own way. What about the latest story with Northwestern, Mike, Uh, the – the shirts. I have. Have you been yeah. uh, updated on that? The uh, cats yeah, against you the gotta, world. You got to understand. I don't need to be updated. I'm. I'm. It's like. It's like I have a, you know, a camera there. I, I, I'm called instant, instantaneously on these things. It's tone deaf and yeah. dumb. Okay, let me be plain. Tone deaf and dumb. Mike, why do they keep and doing I'm fine things with, like this? I'm fine with people being uh, us against the world. I'm fine with that. But then nowhere to cut it off. And so, somebody, you know, look, I'm going to say something now that, you know, a lot of people won't like. I don't really care. So I told you guys I'm really old and crotchety now. But, you look, like I just said, you can find in any league, in any sport, pettiness and stupid. And football, in my experience of covering sports for 43 years, majors more often than the others in herd mentality and dumbass. <laughs> And justifying it. And justifying it. Militaristic talk, religious talk, patriotic talk, a lot of talk that basically just says, stick your chest out and do what you want no matter how stupid it is. And then, you know, all sports are like that. All clubs, fraternities. You know, it, 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 this is not confined to sports. But football programs and teams tend to lead the league in it, if, if you'll pardon that you know, expression. Um, there's more of it there. There's more hubris. There's more, 
uh, testosterone than anywhere else in my experience. And I've had a whole lot of experience. And it seems like you, you really have to work harder at saying to people, hey, pay attention, damn it. It's a different day. Yeah. And so, you know, so this is, you know, I just texted that rant to some alums and I said, you know, is it the thing I'm most upset about that's happened in the last few weeks? No, it isn't. It isn't. Can I understand the intent of trying to rally people behind something which is uniquely football? Yeah, to some extent I can understand it. But at some point you got to stop majoring in dumb. And we don't seem to have reached that point yet. Which is shocking because the university is so well-renowned for being, you know, producing such accomplished people. And you would think yep. there would be resources there, Mike, where people would come together and say, let's even take the emotion out of it, okay, if we have to. Let's make a good business decision, okay? This is an unforced error. This is a bad business decision by the football program, yeah. which generates, what, 80 to $100 million worth of revenue every year in the yes. television contract? Yes. That's a crappy yes. business decision by the people involved. Yes, it is. And um, it is. And, and, and by the way, when I'm talking about dumbass, we're talking about a program that graduates that, that is number right. one again in graduation rate. Okay, so we're not talking about intellect. I'm not insulting anybody's intellect. I know, what, and you, Tommy, you're right. It's a university renowned for that. But, but you know, again, um, I can find – I've covered college football for a long time. I told you guys early on that – look, I mean, I have, I've had football, had football coaches call me and say to me months ago, I'm not sorry, weeks ago, you guys are firing fits for this? Yeah, today we are. Yes. So, so this is not unique to us, but are we only talking about us? I'm only evaluating us. And it's, it annoys the hell out of me. Again, is it the worst thing I've heard in the last three weeks? No. But it's, it's, it's just not, it's a lack of awareness. And I find that it's hard to get people who've been doing something a long time to understand that's not going to be tolerated anymore. And maybe more people have to be fired, guys. Well, that's I'm okay with that. I was going to, Mike, the two things that stood out to me, if you could give me a second, is the first is we've talked to you about this. The assistant coaches who were underfits, who were kept. Right. That a lot right. of people have had a problem with who thought they should have been fired in the first place. Yes. Who are now yes. wearing these shirts. Like, you need to go up to them and say, you don't deserve this. You should lose your jobs, too. That's one. And, and two, like the cats against the world slogan, I have a tough time with. Because it's cats against the cats. Cats have hurt themselves with this, yes, with this whole thing. I don't care about slogans. I don't care well, about But slogans. do you know what I, I mean? Know. Like this whole thing. Yes, I, the I, mantra I, I that the world, the world hasn't been against Northwestern. Northwestern has, has been against, against Northwestern. Sylvie, come on. You know football coaches. This is what they sell. This is part of what I'm saying to you. This is what football programs sell. 
even after teams could go 16-0 and and all they're going to stand there in front of the mic and say, nobody believed in us, everybody was hating on us. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I don't care about stuff that's uniquely football because I didn't play it. I don't condone it. I don't care about it. Now, I do care about the other stuff. When we cross that fundamental line, then I care. I don't care about your stupid slogans. And what's on, I don't care mostly what's about on T-shirts, mostly. This is particularly in the context of today, tone deaf and stupid. And I would personally walk up to guy, coaches I know, or their staff people I know, and I would say, how stupid are you? That's what I would do. So my, my reaction, and again, I don't think this is like in the top five most egregiously bad, stupid things that we have been guilty of recently. But do I, it, when, I, when I saw this, like in almost live time, my reaction was what you hear now. It just, it angers me. So, um, and if I had to, it, you know, and I know that there are people in the athletic department who were angered by it. I know Derek was. And so I, I, I don't know whose head needs to roll next. If there, if there need to be heads that roll, I'd be okay with that. One of the reasons why this story got amplified was, if I'm not mistaken, and if I am, please correct me, is some of the, the people involved didn't believe that the university responded in a harsh enough manner. And they were the ones then, at that point, amplified the story, correct? Wanted to go to the Northwestern student paper. Um, the yeah, story. I don't I'm North, The Northwestern student paper was going to find that out anyway. I mean, I know how this works. I know how this works. You know, you know. I, I, I just, I, think, I guess, the point I'm making is, but, is, is that like the players that were involved didn't feel like yes. this was being taken seriously enough, or that it wasn't. Um, I don't know that their approach was that pragmatic, but Tommy, the bottom line is what you're saying. I mean, but what I'm saying, though, is, 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 I don't know it, that I, it was that pragmatic. And I get everything um, that you're saying here, but when the, yeah. you're having these T-shirts and. Cats against the world. You're almost antagonizing people to maintain the people. Now, okay, yeah. now that we, uh, yes, right, yes, you're antagonizing the people who said no. We don't want to be part of this, and right. that's where the tone deafness comes yeah. in. Part of it is tone deafness, 360 degrees around it. But um, this is why this I classified stuff. it or, or called it, and I don't mean to be callous about it, but it's a bad business decision. This is an unforced. Oh, it, it, no, 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 no! You're not being decision. callous. That's just being honest. Yeah, it's a bad business decision. It's a bad um, academic. It's a it's a bad decision on all levels. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, some, again, what I have said is, and, and I said this in a meeting with other coaches who don't have anything to do with this stuff, and I said we're going to have to take our lumps. We're going to have to be in rope and dope for longer than we needed to be, because some people still don't get it. Yeah, right. Yeah, Michael. And, and, and look, look at any, look at any. Just I'll be real brief on this. Look at any scandal. Look at any crisis. The biggest problem after the crisis, immediately after, is there's some people who don't believe that they have to pay the price, and the hell if they don't. Yeah, yeah. That's well said, Michael. Great stuff. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Mike. 
All right, you guys. Talk to you. Be good. There you go. There's Michael Wilbon. Some really good stuff in there today. Uh, we'll dissect it. We've got Jesse Rogers coming up from the south side. He returns to Guaranteed Rate Field after he broke that big story. We'll hear if he got any pushback today and what he's finding out uh, about any long-term plans on maybe changes in the south side. Uh, Jesse, coming up next. Guys, I tell you all the time how much I love summer. You love summer, too. But when you open up that energy bill and you see how much it's cost to cool your home, do you love summer as much as you usually do? Not me. But I have saved on my energy bills thanks to Window Nation because I have energy-efficient windows these days. 30% is how much I've saved year over year thanks to my new windows from Window Nation. Do what I did. Call Window Nation and save money in the short term and in the long term. Three one, call them at 866-90NATION. Uh, That's 866-90NATION. Or go to windownation.com and do what I did and save money. I love my new windows. I first changed out my windows in the kitchen, in the kids' room, my master bedroom, and I love the experience so much. From the sales presentation from Alan Favada to the customer service, the installation, the follow-through, that I changed out the windows in the family room. And this is a family-owned business that values you, the customer. And right now, you could save 50%. Any style window, bows, bays, double-hung, and sliders, that's 50% off. Right now, you'll put 0% down and make zero payments with zero interest for 24 months. Call them at 866-90-NATION. That's 866-90-NATION. Or go to windownation.com. Again, that's 866-90-NATION. Or go to windownation.com and let them know that Selby sent you. Chicago Cubs baseball is on Marquee Sports Network all season long. Tune in to Marquee before Cubs games. For the award-winning pregame show, Cubs Live. And stick around after Cubs games for Cubs post-game live. Marquee as you covered all season long. Visit MarqueeSportsNetwork.com. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Talk to Jesse, who's out at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. We're at Howell's Hall broadcasting today. Shout out to uh, Mike Tarico, who just texted me. Oh, yeah. He is uh, listening. I believe he is uh, heading to Springsteen tonight. Wow. At Wrigley Field. Look at that. With the thousands of other people. Oh, I bet he's he's got an ideal seat location. Yeah, I bet he's. Oh, I bet. Uh, they're Front they're, row. Front, front row, there's field seats, they right? They actually put him on stage with Springsteen. You think so? Yeah. Just off to the side, give him a chair and sit over there. Comfortable chair. Cold drink. Mike, we would like you to be on stage. Didn't Courtney Cox do a, uh, a, a, a video with uh, Bruce Springsteen? I, was that boy, Dancing in the Dark? Yeah. I'm looking the, at Tyler. Tyler probably there's no never chance heard Tyler of, was alive then. You remember Dancing I in do. the Dark. Wasn't yes. Dancing in the Dark... The song with the music video when he brought Courtney Cox yes. on stage. Yes. 
I think Bruce Springsteen's going to do that with Mike Tirico tonight. I think that'd be fabulous. <laughs> that'd be great. Which song do you think Mike would join in on? Well, I think that one. I mean, I mean no, <laughs> no, it's got to be different. You can't oh, it's got to be thing. different. Yeah. I don't know what. Is, um, Glory Days. There you go. I, I'm not the biggest. Like I, I know the songs when they're played. I can't recite all the names when of the Springsteen say, catalog. When you say the boss, I immediately think of my wife, not Bruce Springsteen. Do you really? Yes. Yeah. yeah I don't, I'm not even. You guys don't have that relationship where. Where you're, well, she you, doesn't order me around, right. but like her decisions or her opinions are, I think, stand. more valuable than mine. They stand? Yes. They're more valuable or they stand? Uh, or they, I don't know what that means. What do you mean they stand? Like they, that what she says goes. Uh, it pretty much. Like I, I just think that it's, it's, it's worked over the course of time. And usually her, her opinions and her you know, thoughts are, are good. You have a good way of just... Going with the flow. Going with the flow. Yeah. You do it with me, and you do it with her. I have four daughters. Yeah, you just like. What well, I'm not good with that. When I don't, when I have a disagreement, I'm not good. I go into the, into the battle. I, instead I go, of away. I go to the refrigerator. Yeah, I know you're good at that. Yeah. Let's talk to Jesse Rogers right now, who is at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. Oh, well, Jesse. Well, so, what was the field today? As you walked back to Guaranteed Rate Field. After the big story with a, a Kenyan, uh, Kenan Middleton, right? Yeah, no, everything's good. Honestly, I've they, I've been treated professionally over here. Uh, maybe I don't know. There may have been a couple looks, or maybe I was looking for a couple looks. I don't. I can't tell. <laughs> you know, people look at me weird on a normal day. Um, so uh, everything was fine. You know, Grafal held his media session. Uh, I, I asked the question. Whatever. You know, it's normal. It really was. I'll give them credit. They didn't. Hold it against me. I still think that sunlight's the best disinfectant, and there might be a lot of people here that agree with that, even obviously if they work for the team, they can't say it. I did see Keenan. I said hello. He's fine. He's not backing down from his comments. He's not, you know, like everybody, he wants to move on, right? He was glad that Lance Lynn backed him up a little bit and other people as well. And um, I think it's time maybe to turn the page. I mean, in this moment, right, for this, in this moment, there's still more to be done with this team, but they think their their, their culture is going to get better as, as time moves on here some contracts are up at the end of the year and you know right now it's play out the string and see who's who's going to be here next year kind of thing so i i can't i can't say a bad word about how they treated me walking back in after that story well, of course good i was just i was just the messenger anyway right right of course that's you the way did, it should you be. did nothing wrong no um, no do you believe jess i mean look there's still some baseball to be played this year so the time will elapse between now and the end of the year and some people may kind of forget about certain things but do you believe that finally change may be on the horizon i mean significant change i think i actually no i think within the roster yeah uh it'll it'll continue um but not necessarily anywhere else i i absolutely think pedro's safe i do um at least for one more year i i i think the front office might return i i i you know, and the best you could say is maybe they've learned some, from some mistakes, but, you know, they've mm. made many over the years. So I, I don't think so, Tommy. I think that uh, they realize what they did wrong and the guys that they brought in that, you know, really didn't uh, lead them, and they're going to do their best to change that. But I don't know if the next iteration of this team is going to be any better uh, because they've proven to, to fail so many times here. Right, exactly. But, like, what do you think that they realize that they've done wrong? Right, Like – 
They've been they've been wrong for a long time, years after year. Like they were wrong in the way they built the Chris Sale teams. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they were wrong the way they built this team. What makes you think that they've learned anything? It would just be trial and error. <laughs> you know, mistakes happen, and you you understand maybe what leadership should look like. And, and now you, I look, I, I I'm not saying it, it's going to happen, but I'm just it, 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 if you can learn from past mistakes then that's what you would learn that that what leadership looks like and, and what you have in there or had in there isn't the right kind of leadership so um i think that the story of this thing isn't quite complete right i think we, we got to continue on continue to talk to people see if people will talk on the record like like middleton did um but i i don't i don't they, uh, look if, if rick Hahn was standing right here or kenny Williams and i said to him I have no confidence you can get it done. They would say, I understand that. Like, at least they, they understand reality. They get that no one has conf- confidence in them. The, the, the problem is that accountability thing. Like, where's the accountability? Do you just get to keep doing it? And, and apparently they do. I, I just don't know, like, how much can this organization really change? If you know, And, and I'll, for the following reasons, Jess. First of all, they have never shown the, the, the desire to really go out there and be a, a significant spender. In the free agent market. Now, again, I know that from a salary perspective a couple of years ago, they were in top 10, I think, in money spent. But over the course of time, like, look, Andrew Benintendi is, has signed the largest contract, free agent contract in, in organizational history. So there the money is done. And then I would piggyback that with, and maybe this is where you could give me some insight, who's coming to this team Unless you just throw a ton of money at them, but throwing a ton of money at somebody hasn't been the mo of this franchise. Do you understand what I'm right. saying? Like, what I guess maybe the long roundabout way of asking you the question is: is what does the rest of the Major League Baseball universe think about this team, and how attractive of a destination is it? Yeah, I mean, you're right. The contract is the attractive part for most players. This might have to be fixed from within. You know, they brought up all these pitchers. Let's see what they can do. I'm with you. Like they're they're sort of caught in the middle. That they they've bottomed out here, have a bad reputation, and the solution probably isn't from the outside. Um, and I don't know if they can turn it around as quickly as next year. I mean, these next two months will be trials for people. You know, tryouts for people. But yeah, I don't know, Tommy. It, it, it's it's a it's a bad spot. Maybe maybe if you do change over your front office and bring in a fresh fresh voice, that's more attractive to free agents. Maybe if you bring in the top lieutenant on the Tampa Bay Rays or something, right, or Houston Astros, that gets people's attention. But it just doesn't feel like that is going to happen. I could be wrong. We just don't know about Rick Hahn's future. It's been pretty cryptic so far. Yes. Um, I, I do think – I'm going to go back to that. I do think they've learned from some really bad mistakes, but that doesn't mean I, – I think they know they made bad mistakes. It doesn't mean they're not going to make them again. Yeah, that, right, exactly. If that makes sense, right. you know, I, they're not, they're not, you know, their heads not in the sand. They know they screwed up. It's just whether they can uh, uh, learn from learn them from and them. do something. It's going to be a hard sell for yeah. the fan yeah. base. Anything else that we need to know? Uh, not just from there, but you've been with the the Cubs the last yeah. couple of days too. Yeah. So, a couple things. Okay. So, you saw the tweets probably out of New York. Smiley is going to the bullpen. Right. This is this is a critical thing here because that offense is going to come back down to earth. It just was going so well. Now, the bullpen's fine, but you're down Stroman. You're down Smiley. I mean, Caleb Killian, the Chris Bryant guy, Wesneski, the Scott Offer. Like, these trades need to pay off. Whoever is going to step up needs to do it and do it soon because you really can't navigate. What did I say to you the other day? 
two or three starters not doing their job. So this is going to be real interesting. What did your player development um, team do with these guys in this moment? Is Wesneski ready? Is Killian ready? Is Assad ready? So that's really interesting to watch because the whole thing can go to, you know, to hell if your starting pitching isn't there, right? We know that because they're just not going to score that many runs. Now, the other thing is Seiya Suzuki. I was there to interview him last night. I will say this about this guy. He understands he has to win his job back. Like, he is not complaining at all. He is, he's like, I got to win it back. But he doesn't sound that confident. He doesn't. Let's see tonight. They're facing a lefty. That's, he'll play against lefties. You know, you see his swings. They're like half swings. He doesn't sound confident. He doesn't look confident. Now, some of that could be lost in, with the translator. I don't know. But I'm real interested to see the body language tonight. Um, it just might, might talk for the rest of the year. And then you sort of figure, say, a Suzuki out next year. He's got three more years left. But he doesn't look like a confident guy. But I'll give him credit. He's not complaining. He's like, I got to earn it back. That's the one thing that stood out. Really, uh, really good stuff, Jess. That's uh, good food for thought on the Cubs. Thank you. Thanks, Jess. You got it, guys. Be well. See ya. Jesse Rogers brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Visit your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers today. I want to I want to add something about the free agency part of it with the White Sox. Uh, uh, just a, a, some more on that that I don't think is is a really optimistic view from the White Sox standpoint. And build on what Jesse said regarding the Cubs. And, and the pitching staff. We're going to cross-talk to Tyler and Meller are coming up before White Sox baseball. It's all coming up from House Hall next. Hey, it's your friend Tom Waddle here to tell you about the best banking team in all of Chicago, our friends and partners at Trust. And just like a perfectly designed play, Trust creates a game plan to help you reach all of your financial goals, like a checking account for your family, a first savings account for your kids, financial planning for your retirement, or a loan for your local business. Whatever the need, Trust has the right game plan for you. Wintrust, team of bankers, lenders, mortgage experts, and wealth and treasury management professionals all stand ready for any play life throws your way. So come check out Chicago's Bank, and when you open a new total access checking account today, you'll get a special $300 offer. Visit Wintrust.com slash TAC or visit them at any of their nearby locations to get to know your banker. Wintrust, proud to call this city home. $100 is required to open. Requirements to qualify. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey, I'm Tom Waddle, and I drive a Hawk. That's right. Find your next car at hawkauto.com. Choose from new Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, Volkswagen, Nissan, and Wagoneer models, and a huge selection of pre-owned vehicles. Right now, save with 10000 off MSRP, plus no payments for 90 days. That's no payments until November. So find your next car today at hawkauto.com. Drive what I drive. Drive a Hawk on select models with approved credit. Some may not qualify. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Crosstalk with Meller and Tyler as they're on before... White Sox Baseball is brought to you by Steinhoffels. Check out Steinhoffels. I go to the one up here down 60. It's 60 in Milwaukee uh, at uh, Vernon Hills. 
We're going to finalize our order. Joniak now needs something for the booth. So I've got uh, Waddle needs another swivel chair for the office. Joe McCardle, our production guy, wants something for his production studio. Joniak needs a couch for the uh, booth at Soldier Field. And, of course, I need a variety of things for my home, including a new mattress, a new couch, and something for the kids as they play video games. Are you going to be able to do all of that, or are you just going to get your stuff and leave us I'm, all? I, I'm, I'm taking orders. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it, and I'm heading to Steinhoff. What do you need, Tyler? We could use another couch in our apartment, I think. Yeah, we could yeah. do a couch. Is this, this for you and your roommates? Yeah. I'm getting stuff for roommates well, now, Well, I mean, it, what, what is it going to be like? I have a couch there, and only I'm allowed to sit in it? Like. <laughs> It's gonna be a your, your roommates could use it too. Yes. How about this for him? How about like a an like a one of those small refrigerators? Do they sell those? Oh, we just got one of those. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. We just got we one. We could of those. do better than one of those. Actually, you know what I need? I need a an office chair. Okay, like a desk chair. That we can do. Mm-hmm. All right, Meller. My roommates won't use that either. You need, need anything? Meller um, needs a basket. A maybe a basket. futon. No, no, no. We got plenty of baskets at the Meller household. Okay. Yeah. Um, one really quick thing about the free agents. This, you know how Jerry's going to work. Jerry never signs the high-priced free agents to begin with. Right. The, the highest-priced free agents that he has signed, Yasmani Grandal, who's been a huge flop and a bad locker room guy, and Benintendi, who has been also a flop and not very productive, this is now going to... The cash flow is going to go away, too. Right, because you're going to say, I gave you money, money, you spend it on them. That's what's going to happen. So yeah, you're, not going to be in the, you're not going to be in the expensive aisle because you're never in the expensive aisle. And then the aisle of where you've spent have not produced because you're, you're mid-market shopping anyway. And they've got, they've, they don't, they're not perfect products to begin with. So the free agent market is... very depressing is, of you to say. Well, I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. Enjoy that, Carmen DeFalco, as you enjoy the game tonight with your son and some of his friends. So Carmen's going to the game tonight. Do you know that? He's probably already there. Yeah. I'm sure they're uh, shagging fly balls. <laughs> None hit into the stands in, mm-hmm. in batting practice by their starting left fielder, <laughs> right? I don't even think he hits them out in batting practice. Or right practice. fielder. Or right fielder. There you go. All right, Meller and Tyler coming up next. Uh, thank you today to Andrew Siciliano, Jesse Rogers, Michael Wilbon, and... Time to scoot. Jeff Joniak. Jeff Joniak. There you go. There you go. He knocked down our wall today. He did. Tyler Aki, Jeff Meller, thank you very much. Jeff, did you have help back at the shop, too? Yeah, Justin Pottinger was hanging out well, for a Justin, Justin Pottinger, great work, my friend. South, South Park's finest. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Wednesday night.